Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Season 2 of Everybody in the Pool, the podcast for the climate economy. We dive deep into the climate crisis and come up with solutions. I'm Molly Wood. Happy 2024. I am thrilled to be back in the pool with all of you. We are getting a little bit of a late start this year because I was at CES in Las Vegas last week, which, as I wrote in my newsletter, was actually a stealth sustainability show. Yes, there were robots and AI galore and doohickeys and gadgets, but there was also energy efficiency and carbon capture and materials recycling and electrification from cars to flying taxis, more on that in a minute, to this week's guest, Pebble, a company after my own camping and backpacking heart, who I talked to on the show floor. Let's go. So my name is Stefan Soliom. I'm the CTO here at Pebble Mobility. Uh, what we have here is a fully electric uh, travel trailer. It is um, powered with an EV battery. It has motors, it can move by itself, and it, it's improving your range when you are towing. What, um, what prompted the idea for an electric RV in particular, or trailer in this case? Well, really what we were looking at is somewhat more higher level, it is about the experience that you are having today in, in the RVs on the market. And both uh, Bingri, our CEO, and myself are RVs and we are going out with our families. And we felt like we can do this better. So that prompted the idea. And this is really our core value as well. We want to make the RVing experience hassle-free and accessible to more people. So give me some of the specifics about the Pebble itself, like what it, it, it is both towed but can propel itself? Like does it help give you a push when you're driving? What do, we, what do you mean by propel? That's right, that's right. So one of the big uh, features with uh, Pebble Flow is that when it's unhitched, since it has the motor and it has a large 45 kilowatt hour battery, it can move itself. So the entire backing up your trailer into the parking spot or into the camping site. We don't do that anymore. It's very, very simple. It's remote controlled through the Pebble app. Same way when you want to hitch it up to your vehicle. You don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to have a spotter who's helping you align. No, you're just pushing a button and our robotic software uh, find, it finds your vehicle, it finds the hitch ball, it goes there and connects all the way. Now. When you are actually towing the Pebble Flow, since we have these motors, this vehicle is 6,200 pounds GVWR, right? So with everything um, included. When you are towing this, it feels much, much lighter than when you are towing a traditional 6,200 pounds. Why? Because the motors are assisting. Why is this important? One is obviously it feels lighter, it's less stress, it's safer. But on the other hand, it impacts your range especially if you are towing with an electric vehicle, where today you would be losing typically two thirds of your range 
Now, with the pebble flow, you can go places. You really recuperate majority of that range. And then even if you're using an ICE vehicle to tow it, you can use a much smaller vehicle. You don't have to use such a big, you could use a potentially a hybrid or a smaller, more gas efficient vehicle to tow it also? So there are regulations. So you need to use a vehicle that can tow 6,200 pounds. Uh, but yes, still, you will have the same experience. It's easier to tow. If you are interested to have a lower, MP, to a better MPG, Again, you can uh, assist and you will have a better mileage. I saw on the video behind us that there's solar integrated on the top of the pebble. And then is it, it is also meant to be, it sounds like, self-sufficient when you get where you're going. You don't necessarily need to plug it into power, ideally. That's right. So with a 45 kilowatt hour uh, lithium iron phosphate battery, which is really the safest battery technology on the market today, and with a one kilowatt of solar on the roof, you are able to be off-grid for one week. And that is with your AC on. Nice, that's, that's a really key, or heat, I would imagine, depending on how adventurous you are. Um, how does a 45 kilowatt battery compare to like an EV for people who just aren't familiar with battery sizes? That's right, so it is typically the same size as an entry level Model 3, Tesla Model 3, or three Tesla Powerwalls. Could any chance that you'll have bi-directional charging built in and I could use this to power my house? I guess I could live in it if there was a blackout. So one of our core values in the company is make sure that our product is never idle. And that's how it is with my travel trailer that most of the time it's actually sitting in storage today. Uh, what we designed the Pebble Flow to do is not only when you are sitting next, when you have it next to your home, it's a nice office, but it can actually provide the energy backup for your home. So you can connect your home to it, and when the power goes out, this vehicle will power your entire home. That's phenomenal. And then can you tow it, if, if you're out off the grid for all of that time and the battery dies, you can still tow it home, I assume. Right. Absolutely. And actually, that's another way of charging the battery because you have the motors in there. So every time you are braking, for instance, you are doing regenerative braking on the pebble flow the same way as you are doing on the EV and you are really charging your battery. So now you will love your downslopes because you will regenerate energy. Right. Anybody who has an EV already knows that you love the part where you just get to coast downhill and it's amazing. So then give me the actual trailer specs. How many does it sleep and you know what are the what are those kinds of specs for travel enthusiasts? Right. So this is a 25 feet uh, travel trailer. Uh, it is 6,200 pounds GPWR. You can sleep uh, four people my size. <laughs> for, for reference, everyone, I'm six feet tall and you're a lot taller than I am. So <laughs> that is a good. <laughs> so you have a very generous uh, dinette area. You can have four or five people sitting there. Uh, we do that in the mornings uh, when, you meet, when we meet. Uh, and then two people easily there. We have the um, back area where we have essentially an office where two people can sit and, and work or a playroom. But since we have a Murphy bed there, you can just pull it down and then you have a queen size bed. So four people, um, easy uh, to, to, to live in this vehicle. And then tell me more about the origin story. I mean, were you an outdoor enthusiast and just thought, okay, I would like there to be a, a less, a zero impact way to 
do recreation or is this a gateway to kind of other mobility? How do you think about this big picture? So, um, yes, so we are all going out a lot. I have my own uh, travel trailer, the classical one, traditional one. And um, really the user experience, especially for us um, coming from Apple, Tesla, um, it is very, very different than what we would expect. And this is really what triggered us. We want to have that easy, easy seamless experience um, brought to this industry. So Stefan came to Pebble first from Volvo and then as one of the architects of Tesla Autopilot and then spent seven years at Apple working on autonomous systems. The company's CEO, Binri Yang, also spent eight years at Apple and led hardware engineering at the autonomous driving company Zooks and then at self-driving startup Cruise before those two teamed up to start Pebble. And let's just say that if Apple and Tesla teamed up to build a travel trailer, it would look like the Pebble. What can you tell me about the interior? I saw that, you know, there's an induction range and there's all this sort of wonderful foldable tech. What are the innovations there? Yes. So there's no more propane in this vehicle. Everything is electric. So starting with the cooking, it's an induction cooktop. And that's one of my favorite features because the induction cooktop is removable. You can take it out and you can cook with it outside. Absolutely. And, and also when you enter the pebble flow, you'll see you can open up the window. And this idea of getting inside out, uh, out and the outside in, that's really, really powerful. When I am um, in our trailer, often what's happening, I'm preparing something and you need to kind of look out uh, on, through the door, like, you know, want to say something to your friends, to your family. Not anymore. You open it up, it's, you are really there with them. Um, the other thing that um, you will notice when you enter the vehicle, uh, the design is it's really light, it's a Scandinavian design. Um, lots of windows, we have 270 degrees uh, view. You really want to take in the nature when you are going out with this vehicle. Now, with such a large area, this is really, really nice. Obviously, the problem is that during the night, you kind of want to have privacy. So what we've put in here is smart glass. So with the push of a button, all the windows go opaque. Same thing when you look at the uh, uh, bathroom. It's a it's a gorgeous bathroom. It's an amazing early built bathroom, and our designers uh, made a lots of uh, different concepts. And there was one concept with glass, so glass wall. And really, when you go in there, when you go into the uh, pebble flow, and you have this glass wall, which is the bathroom it opens the space up. It's really, really nice. Obviously the same issue with privacy, right? But again, even there you have smart glass. So when you are pushing the button, the entire wall goes uh, black. Okay, so what what is the status now? Pebble is venture-backed, is that correct? And, and is it for sale now? Is it for pre-order? What's the go-to-market? That's right, so we are VC-backed. Uh, we have uh, pre-orders already available. Um, startup production is end of this year, so end of 2024. Um, if you go to pebblelife.com, you, um, you will find our pre-order links. The vehicle starts at 109,000. Uh, this is the base model with the large battery. And then with the motors, all the features uh, like magic hitch and remote control is 100, 125,000. Um, and then we're here at CES. 
How has that experience been? Have you gotten a lot of attention? Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. In general, um, the feedback, the reaction that we are getting from customers, potential customers, it's, it's really, really amazing and humbling. Good. I'm glad because really, it's a, this is really a take my money situation, I think. Time for a quick break. When we come back, a few more sustainability stories I happened on during my time at CES. And by the way, there's a full video walkthrough and pictures of the Pebble on my Instagram page at Mollywood Pro. Go follow me and check it out. I also added a highlight there with all my stories from the floor. Total steps walked Monday through Thursday, 51,702 or just about 26 miles. It's funny because I'm always joking that CES is a marathon, not a sprint. How literal of me. Be right back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Everybody in the Pool. In the first half of the show, we talked with Pebble's CTO, Stefan Solium, and Pebble's electric RV was just one of many different electric mobility options I saw at CES. Like many. Everything from cars, yes, I actually got to peek at my probable future car, the Polestar 3, and the Polestar 4 was there. I saw electric motorcycles that looked very Blade Runner, an electric plumbing van, and not one or two, but basically three flying cars or more specifically, electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicles, or EV tolls. I actually went to the unveiling of the SA2 from a company called Supernal, which is backed by Hyundai, which says it's launching for commercial flights in 2028. Here's some pretty rough audio from that unveiling. So now, for the first time, we introduce you to Supernal's latest design for 2028 market entry product, SA2. Yeah, I'm aware that it was terrible, but I guess I'm trying to say that's how loud and insane it was. And like a wall rose up and revealed this huge four passenger love child of a helicopter and an airplane that I would 100% take to the San Francisco airport instead of ever driving over the Bay Bridge again. SA2 takes the best of an airplane, a safe, smooth, in-flight experience, and merges it with the best of a helicopter. Convenience and the ability to take off and land vertically, even in dense urban environments, is truly the best of both worlds. And it's all powered by a battery Comfortable, convenient, and clean. 
I wrote about the potential of eVTOLs to be a big player in electric mobility in my newsletter from the show. That's also over at mollywood.co. I stumbled across some other flying cars. The Chinese eVTOL maker eHang has one that looks like a flying Ferrari, which is awesome. And then there's a company called Pivotal, backed by Google co-founder Larry Page, that is launching a personal electric flying car that it's selling now for $190,000. Better start digging under those couch cushions and also watch the skies, I guess. The CES startup floor called Eureka Park was also a sustainability jackpot and suitably weird. I briefly spoke with a woman dressed as a cow about a sensor that makes cattle ranching more sustainable by using a sensor to monitor health. So the sensor goes on the cows. Oh, look, you're one. Aww. Behavior. Yeah, such as uh, rumination time or uh, suckling their mother's milk and eating time, activity, resting, and number of coughs. Yeah. So farmers can find their sick cattle quickly and provide treatment quickly. Yeah, so cattle's mortality rate lower than before and farmers can get more income, yeah. Hydrogen had a huge resurgence at CES. I even actually spotted the hydrogen-fueled Nikola semi-truck on the streets around the convention center, but I was too slow to get a video. I also spoke with a French company trying to build out hydrogen infrastructure. Molly, so we are in the, on the booth of Hydrogen Refueling Solutions. So we are designing, producing fueling stations for hydrogen vehicles. So our fueling station can fuel in type of vehicles from forklift, light vehicles, light utility vehicles, buses, trucks, and even trains. And we are based in France, and we like to develop ourselves in the US, so that's why we are here today at the CS. Amazing. How many stations have you built? Is it, uh, what's your unique? Yeah, today we've built about 50 stations already. We have uh, more than 20 in operation in, fr- in Europe, uh, all Europe, UK, France, Spain, and Germany. And, uh, so we set up a factory. We have a capability to produce about 200 stations per year. Uh, so, and we are ready to address the U.S. market. A weirdly super popular booth in Eureka Park was one for Viridox, a Montreal-based company that makes a water-based sanitizing spray that you apply to produce to make it last longer. So we learned that 33% of the food get wasted. So yes. we have to do something about it. It's 10% of gas emission. So we create an activated mist that would kill bacteria on the surface of uh, fruit and vegetable to extend their shelf life. So the food doesn't get thrown out. Okay, tell us about the activated mist. Okay, what is that? So we use right? water and electricity only. So tap water from uh, your house and you just use electricity to activate that mist. So basically we generate hydrogen peroxide in that mist that will oxidize the skin of uh, the bacteria to kill them. Is it for consumers? Yeah, this one is for, uh, both is for consumer. We just launched uh, this one. This one is a little spray gadget called the PAMI spray. And it was pretty much an immediate hit with one attendee who works in retail and also wants longer lasting raspberries. You need that? That's the one. Okay, so tell me why you want it, if you don't mind. Uh, Because I do feel like we throw out a lot of food. First of all, it comes from the grocery store already probably half gone. And I feel like, you know, from what we're seeing here, that would be something that could extend the life so that it would last, you know, at least a week. I think for me, last week I went to the grocery store to buy a raspberry. The two pack on the top were already molded. So I removed those two, take the two other one, I break it at home. 
they get molded the next day. If I have put them in the bowl and let the magic of the pami spray uh, be applied on it, I will have be able to eat them uh, for the next five days. And instead of putting it in compost, you, you could have eaten it. Within a day yeah. of being here, we bought raspberries, and that's it's yesterday. Incredible. I was like, trash done. Seven bucks, thank yeah, you. <laughs> and so then for you, yeah, is it a climate thing or a money thing? The waste. Um, money matters. I mean, of course it does, but it's just the frustration of going. I just bought a whole deal of raspberries, and I had to throw them out. We bought them. I bring my fruit, food when I travel. I bring stuff, and now you're getting here going, great. That's molded already. Right. Just. To give you an example of the other kind of green tech that I'm seeing here, I'm walking by a eco-friendly solid-state batteries booth. I see another sustainable alternative to batteries booth called Dracula. I'm seeing a, an automated gearbox with recycled carbon-injected frame for e-bikes. I'm seeing carbon capture, innovative carbon capture. I'll have pictures of all of this on the website. Uh, but this is just me standing in one place trying to warm my way in to talk to all of these entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed with interest. Okay, now I'm coming up on the Pakabat, uh, world's one, ooh, first 100% energy independent heat pump. I love a heat pump. I've seen photovoltaic cells on the show floor. I'm telling you people, this is a stealth sustainability show. Oh, here's a lady getting massage. Whoa, whoa. Okay, yeah, it was the last day I was easily distracted. I did not stop for a massage from the robotic massager using what looked like a tiny little baby foot attached to a robot arm to work out this lady's muscles. But actually, I did consider it. All right, that's it for this episode of Everybody in the Pool. Thank you so much for listening. I am thrilled to be back with a new year full of entrepreneurs and innovators and investors and practitioners working on building a better future for all of us. Together, we can get this done. If you have ideas or suggestions, please send them to me. The email address is in at everybodyinthepool.com. Subscribe to the newsletter at mollywood.co to get new episodes and show notes in your inbox every week. And find all the latest episodes and more at everybodyinthepool.com, the website. Finally, you can support the show directly by becoming a subscriber to get an ad-free version. That link is in the description in your podcast app of choice. Thanks again. Happy New Year and see you next week.